Welcome to Pawtastic Friends, the Paw Talk. In this podcast, we visit with Pawtastic Friends founder Michael and Melissa Novelli about their passion around providing enrichment training for rescue dogs. We'll tell the stories of Pawtastic Friends through their work with rescue dogs. There are some heartwarming stories. There are some heartbreaking stories. But I know you'll enjoy this podcast, Pawtastic Friends, The Paw Talk. Hello, everyone. Tom Fox back for another episode of The Paw Talk with Pawtastic Friends, founders and owners, Mike and Melissa Novelli. Welcome back, guys. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for having us. So who can you tell us about in this episode that you were successfully able to put in forever home? So this one, we're going to talk about Annie. We're going to talk about Seton and we're going to talk about Chapel, who is currently in the program. So tell us about Annie. So Annie was (laughs) a little sweet pity. If she liked you, She was available with one of our rescue partners, boarded at the facility where we do our weekly boarding buddies. So she quickly became a volunteer favorite. She loved her walks. She loved snuggling on the bed. She loved car rides. She loved coming to the enrichment training center. And she would come on Mondays and really was coming out of her shell she smart as a whip eager to learn knew all of her basic commands loved agility and was just a dog that was very sensitive and she loved her people not fond of other dogs so as our trainer was training her she fell in love with her so she said (laughs) since she needs to be an only dog it's probably going to be hard for her to get adopted i want my husband to meet her so he met her and she has a little baby and she's like, I don't know, maybe she won't be good with kids. And I'm like, well, I have a sneaking suspicion that she's going to be like a nanny mom. So took her home. She sends pictures and she's like, she's doing great with Maxwell. He was just born and uh, she's doing great with him, doing great. And uh, just, just kind of was a natural thing for Annie. So they did a little trial, a sleepover. And so she said, she's not coming back. We're adopting her. So, so they adopted her and Annie is living the fine life with her mom and dad, her human brother with a new, a new baby on the way and her own house, her own space, her own yard, no other dogs. And she is doing great. We get lots of updates on her since uh, she's with one of our trainers. Well, that sounds like a great story. How about Seton? So Seton, we got reached out to by one of our new rescue partners about this biter dog. And we're like, who's a little Boston Terrier? I mean, Boston Terriers are what? 20 pounds, 25 pounds max. This dog comes in with like a Hannibal Lecter mask on its face. I'm like, what is going on? Like, oh, he's a biter. Don't get near him. Don't get near him. So we're like, how is this little dog going to bite? But little dogs, all dogs bite, as we all learn and know. It doesn't just have to be a big dog or a little chihuahua. So we kept our distance. Our trainer worked with them for a long time. Tell more about the little Seton guy. So he, another one that was, he was a pretty tough case. They were like, don't touch him. Don't get close to him. Hmm. And you could tell like one little inch, 
he wasn't going to have that. And after months of training, he just became this different dog. He didn't need a muzzle anymore. And the muzzle came off probably within a couple sessions as he got familiar with the trainer and didn't need a muzzle, would come in, wanted to do agility, wanted to solve puzzles. And this little guy really, really came to life and became an A++ student, such an A plus student that his mom saw him, fell in love with him and brought him home. And she came for a few sessions because at Plotastic Friends, once they get adopted, if the dog might need a session or two, or maybe even more sessions just to get acclimated in the home and help the new owner, we want to be able to provide that because at the end of the day, we want to set the dog up for success and not only the dog, but the owner so that they have this in harmony forever home. And he got adopted and he's doing great. She loves him to pieces. Because the thing is, we don't want the people to not know what we taught them. So what are the cues the trainers taught them? And no, we don't want them to start over from, you know, go. And we want to be a lifeline because even when they get adopted, things come up, situations come up. Like, for instance, you know, a dog might be great in the car unless it rains and the windshield wipers go and he wants to go through the window and get the windshield wipers. So there's so many things that I learned through Potastic Friends that we never thought would become, you know, be a possible scenario. So we do want people to know adopters that, that we're a lifeline. If you need us, you reach out and we'll find a way to help you. Once a Potastic Friends dog, always a Potastic Friends dog. All right. So tell us about Chapo and uh, his availability. So Chapo is a beautiful, loving, brindled pit bull that I would, I would take him home. I mean, she always wants to take home all the dogs, but I would take home Chapo. The first time I met him, loving, happy Velcro dog. We just took him on one of the local news stations on the morning blend. He laid on the bed the whole time, didn't move, just snuggled. But the problem is we have so many dogs here in Southern Nevada. Unfortunately, he hasn't even gotten one inquiry. It's, it's heartbreaking because there's so many great dogs that deserves homes. So we're trying to put a stop to the, the backyard breeding. And, you know, as Bob Barker used to say back in the day, help control the pet population, have your pet spayed or neutered. So important. And he was actually abandoned at the boarding facility. He's been there now. I mean, our rescue partner took him in, but he was abandoned. He's been at that boarding facility for almost a year. Terrible. And boarding is detrimental to their, to their mental, you know, and physical. And so thankfully we have the outlet for the, the amount of dogs that we can help, which is 50 a week to come to Potastic Friends and help them get out of their kennels and learn and brighten their spirits and give them a better life while we can in that short period of time. Well, guys, if uh, anyone wanted to maybe find out more about adopting Chapo, how would be the best way for them to do it? They can email us at info at Potastic Friends, and we could uh, send them information about Chapo and connect them with our rescue partners. Well, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time for this episode. But before we leave, if our listeners wanted any more information on Potastic Friends, what would be the best place for them to go? They can email us at potasticfriends.com. Always looking for corporate and individual sponsors because we are a nonprofit. And all the money goes where it's supposed to, goes to the dogs. The only people that get paid in our organization is the landlord, the utilities, and the trainers. 
Melissa and I work full-time. A lot of our people work full-time. We're volunteers. We're just doing what's best for the dogs. Well, guys, thanks again, and I look forward to uh, visiting with you next time. Tom, thank you so much. We greatly appreciate it. This is Tom Fox again. I hope you'll consider a donation to Pawtastic Friends. They perform a great service. They're great people, and they enrich the lives of dogs, of people, of their trainers, and a wide variety of others. I've linked to Pawtastic Friends in the show notes. You can check out a video of Darling if you're interested in taking a look at adopting her. Pawtastic Friends, The Paw Talk is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network.